welcome to 2022. Like, why was that? Like, first time using Zoom? Like, we've been doing this for how long? And I just, just figured it out. Thank you so much for being patient. Here's a fun thing about me. I'm going to make you get up super early, like ungodly early. And then I'm going to just make you wait on Zoom and stare at yourself for a while. Hey, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's absolutely no problem at all. I appreciate you doing this. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I am I got, so... I got more coffee. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, Cheers. I am so excited to have you on the show. Um, I, I know that we, um, we met a little while ago in Vegas, um, but yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you kind of about all of the things that you have um, going on. So you do a lot in the industry um, and for the beauty business. Um, and so I really yes. am excited to share that with our audience. So with you doing so many things, to be honest, I was like, where do I even want to start? How do I even like, what do I want to feature and jump into? Um, I think yeah. I really want to start about like the first time of you coming into the beauty industry. Like how did this happen? Um, and when was it that you caught the bug um, to come into this? Uh, to, to just join the industry in general. Like, originally. Yeah. yeah. Like um, how did it start? It was very random. It's certainly not anything that, that I ever thought I would uh, want to do or, or had any interest in doing, really. Um, so I grew up in, in England in, in a really small town um, between Manchester and Liverpool, which um, which are two of the greatest cities ever for soccer and, and music and the whole thing. But um, I wanted to be a soccer player. Um, that was what I originally wanted to do, but nobody told me that if you actually would like to be a professional at something, you actually need to be pretty good. Okay, so, <laughs> so no one really told me that. And uh, so I just kind of just presumed that it would happen. But when I got to about 15, 16, I realized it wasn't really going to be a thing. And in, in England, you graduate high school at 16 and then you have the choice to go on to like further education, which would be college or university, or you can, can find a job or like a, a trade or something like that. And, um, and I kind of didn't really know what to do. So my, I remember a um, very, very short version of this story. I wasn't really doing much with my time. And it was very annoying to my parents. And my mum threw the newspaper at me because that's back then where you found jobs. This is pre-internet, by the way. <laughs> okay, so this is this is long before you could find a job on the internet. And if, if our listeners know what a newspaper is, it's that black and white thing that you can find information in. Um, they don't really do much of it anymore. And um, I looked at the job section and I remember in a panic, I just called a, a, a number on the page and it was for a hair salon. And, and it was very, very random. But how I got the bug was the first time I walked in. I remember walking in and um, there was music playing and there was just like everyone seemed to have be having a great time. And there was energy there and everyone was drinking like a coffee or a cappuccino. And back then you could still smoke in salons as well. And people were smoking and I'm like, what is this place? <laughs> and that was it. I just was like, this is it for me. I'm, I'm hooked. And, and I've kind of been in love with it ever since. That's so awesome. So when you went in for that job, did you went like, did beauty school happen for you after that? Did you work for a little bit in the salon? What is the process there? Well, the, the process is definitely different to, to the US. Um, so the UK, Australia and Canada slightly has a very similar model. So it's, it's very much apprenticeship based learning. They have, especially in the UK, there's a lot of government initiatives to get younger people into trades. So the, the government can like fund a lot of it. So it's an apprenticeship based um, learning program. So you, you're in the salon four days a week helping 
um, you know, you can sweep her, you make cups of tea and um, support the stylist. And then that on one day a week, you will be, get training from the salon. And then you can go to like a college or, or like a, a beauty school equivalent one day a week to learn. Um, so the, the key really is to, to get a job at a salon that are open to actually training you to, to a high level. So that's kind of how it works. So I did an apprenticeship based learning. Um, and the good thing about that is once you can once you can do a certain subject. So let's say once I can do a blow dry or like a root touch up, I then can I can do it on the floor and, and make money for the salon doing it. So it's a little bit of a different model. So that's what that's the version I did. Yeah. And then I know that you have had like an amazing career and still are in the midst of it um, right now and what you've done in the industry. So you weren't just like, okay, I'm just going to focus on, you know, cutting hair and that's what I'm going to do. You have branched out to do so many things. And I think that this is a personality trait for sure that I've like noticed in people, the more people that I talk to, um, there are people that really love to specialize and be like, I'm going to get, you know, the best at this one thing. And, that, and then there are people like us that are like, we're just going to do everything <laughs> do right. all sides of the industry and like be exposed to all of it. Um, is that yeah. kind of always been your personality? Um, did you kind of know that you weren't just going to go one way in this? Um, I think so. I think anything that I would have or have ever really done, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it to its fullest. Mm-hmm. I want to learn mm-hmm. about it. I want to immerse myself with it. I want to, to um, kind of learn from, from people who are much better than me. And I, I'm very especially with things that I want to do, very curious, um, sometimes annoyingly. So I want to know about it and I'm going to ask questions and, well, how did you do that? And what made you want to do this over here? Probably very annoying for my superiors when I was a younger hairstylist, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of dove head first and, and oh, well, this kind of looks shiny over here. Maybe I want to go and do, do a bit of this and a bit of that. And it's definitely served me very well in my career, getting into different areas and, and elements of it. So it's yeah. definitely a, p- a personality thing for sure. Yeah, I like that you said you were curious. I think now um, when I talk to salon owners and, um, you know, when I'm talking to them about what they're looking for in graduates and hiring and all that stuff, I mean, I think having somebody curious and hungry is like all that they could ever ask for. I feel like it's such an important piece that um, they really want because I think you can see that spark and that light in somebody when they want to learn. That's the biggest thing is I think, you know, um, whether you want to, you know, do something that's like, okay, I want to, you know, write a book and I want to do this and that, like, there's that part of it. We were like, I just want to like learn and then share, put that out. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people coming into this just really need to like open up that part of their brain. That is the curious part, like learn, be open to, you know, asking those questions. I know you said like, it was probably like annoying, but I think now, like, I think there's so many people that would like just die over having somebody, um, you know, like you that like wants to learn. So I do think that as beauty school students and as they're like coming out, I I do think that that's something that we need to promote more. And I think that that's something that we need to encourage a little bit more is that curiosity of just stepping back and saying like, Hey, don't know everything. I want to know it though. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the thing is, especially because usually when, when you get into something that you really like, um, you just kind of want to do it. Right. I just want to do it. I want to go for it. And um, it's understanding that it's a process and it's time and it's OK to um, it's OK not to be great straight away. And it's OK to to ask and kind of know like, OK, well, I'm in the infancy stage of this career. Um, 
and I'm going to learn a lot very, very quickly. And I think being able to ask and, and surround yourself by people who, who are better and longer in this is, is the best thing that you could do for sure. Because we're going to think, I know it, I'm ready to go, I'm going to go out on my own, which is, I love that. And I love the um, the drive of, of, especially the younger generation a little bit. But it's good to it's good to ask and kind of humble yourself a little bit to, to um, approach people and, and ask them questions and just learn as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And I think in this industry specifically, there's so many people that want to share their knowledge. There are people all the time that I talk to um, or that I'll see and they'll be like, Hey, we want to teach a class. We want to come back. And I just think that nobody is like holding on to the information. Like they want to tell somebody what they know. They want to share what they've learned, their expertise. So that is something I think that's special about the beauty industry for sure. Definitely. And I think the thing about that as well is um, sometimes we're afraid to ask, but if somebody is, for example, like an educator, their job is to be asked so they really want you to ask because if you Mm -hmm. don't ask then they're not doing their job properly whether that's your your cosmetology instructor like their job is to be asked questions so never ever ever be afraid to ask and approach people because they need it just as much as 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 you do and and the resources are there and I think that it's easier than ever before now to find great information and there's a lot of great content out there uh, with you know like social media or whatever it is so if if you're curious enough you'll be able to find and, and get any support that you you really really need yeah well I love that so I want to talk about what you're what you're doing in the industry now um mm-hmm. again still doing multiple things um on the daily if you we follow mm-hmm. you we're gonna um, plug your Instagram and all that stuff but you're just constantly going you're one of those people that I follow that I'm like how do you have this much time to do all of these? You're like, well, I get up that really early for <laughs> recordings and yeah. um, you have a lot, um, a lot going on. So what is your um, kind of typical day? What are you focusing on most right now? Um, kind of in this moment? Well, also, I do have an identical twin brother. So we just, yes. we're not to- yeah, we're not telling him on that. We just say we're the same person. So it just looks like we're really busy. But yeah, I work part time and we just split it up. You share an Instagram account. You guys both just log in and post. I love it. Um. So, yeah, so I am. I mean, in terms of what, uh, sorry, what was the question? Uh, how do I stay so busy? Or- yeah, well, I want to know kind of what you're doing. What is your day-to-day at this point? I know your week looks different. Your day looks different. You're doing different things. I know you're yeah. recording now, and then you're going to go work on all the other things you're doing. So kind of what does your normal, typical week, day, what does that look like? So a, a typical week is um, my, my busiest days in terms of being active and out and about is, is traditionally sort of like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday type thing. So a traditional week for me when I'm out working, traveling will usually be like I'll usually fly somewhere on a Saturday um, to do classes Sunday, Monday. And I work with a um, with a, an amazing shear company called Hattori Hanzo. We do about not me personally, but the company does about. 500 classes nationwide every single month which is a ridiculous amount of uh, information and classes and um, so I usually travel on a weekend uh, working for that specific company and we'll go into usually free salons on a Sunday free salons on a Monday and then sometimes a beauty school on a Tuesday and then usually I'm then back home um, Tuesday through Saturday and then that's where I'm office based where I do a lot of calls usually like this meetings um for my company which is elevation h and we're like a support company for schools and for salons and for individual learners so that's what a usual work week looks like for me i'm definitely an early riser i try as much as i possibly can to kind of have a very very structured day i usually like to get up work out 
and then start my day. That's usually like a, a good thing, whether it's walking, running, whatever it is. But I think looking after you, you, you body first is, is definitely the most important thing to make sure that I can do whatever it is that I'm supposed to that day. The Beauty School Bobby podcast is brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty, the leader in cosmetology education since 1930. As one of the first nationally accredited cosmetology schools in the nation, TSB has been recognized by Modern Salon as one of the top 10 beauty schools in America and voted the top cosmetology school in East Tennessee for 28 consecutive years. Offering programs in cosmetology, aesthetics, medical aesthetics, and makeup through MUD as MUD's first standalone satellite location in the United States. TSB has over 20,000 graduates and specializes in helping graduates open their own salons. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, and there's no additional charge for out-of-state tuition. So come see me to start your career in the beauty industry at Tennessee School of Beauty today. You have to support. I think burnout is so real. Um, and I think that for somebody who is ambitious and like wants to go and, and, and do all these things, it takes a lot. You do have to kind of get yourself in a structured schedule. I feel like, I don't know if it's just like getting older that you realize that, that you're like, oh yeah, I can't stay up till three o'clock in the morning and then go into work and have a productive day. Like that's not going to happen for me anymore. Um, so there's like that part of it for sure. Um, but I do think that that's, that is important to remember to like, keep going so that the burnout and you kind of allow yourself that it's a gift that you give yourself to take, to take care of it. So with, um, I want to talk about elevation age. Um, I'm really excited. I know we had a call about this and I'm really excited about what you're doing. I think that if you're a salon owner, um, or if anyone listening is a salon owner, I think that this piece is so huge, um, for getting your stylist, your young stylist ready. Um, so talk to us kind of about what you're doing, what this program is, um, and kind of who it benefits, who, um, is able to join this and, and who can benefit from this company. Sure. Well, um, we're super excited about it. So the company's been around now for about eight years. So it's my, myself and, and my brother who, who run the company. He takes care of things in, in the UK and Europe for us. And then I kind of take care of uh, everything in, in usually in, in places where the weather's better. That's usually where I like to go. <laughs> um, but the, what we do and the, the content and our information is for, for anybody in, in the industry. Um, we have a couple of like three parts to the business. We have um, like um, schools that we work with. We have salons and then individual learners. So specifically for schools, uh, we have like a full online university. And what we focus on is salon readiness. So we like to, to bridge that gap between school and, and salon life, which is a really tough gap. Once you've kind of like graduated and you're either looking for work or sometimes there's a bit of an in-between where you not, might not be doing anything whilst you're waiting for your test or whatever that looks like. So traditionally, schools will bring our training program in where we focus specifically on the technical side of things, cutting, colouring, decision-making, speed, um, consultation, client communication, things that usually add on to like a state board type education. Um, and the, the schools will deliver our content in the back end of the curriculum to kind of prepare that student for graduation. And then they keep our program for life. So it's not, it doesn't time out or anything like that. They can keep it forever and keep going back to our videos to help. If something goes wrong in the salon, they mess a haircut up, they're not quite as confident in a certain technique, they can go back and we can kind of mentor them and support them, finding work and placement and then with the technical skills. It comes with full teacher training as well. So we like to focus on the actual support team that are supporting the students through their journey. 
So we do a lot of teacher training. We've got a full online university that helps with that, like how to do a work session, um, delivering a lecture, how to communicate with the students at that level. And then we do um, a similar thing for, for, for salons. How it works a little bit different for the salon <clears throat> is the salon lets me know, okay, we, we would like to either improve our current training program or we would like to, to create one. Um, if they're hiring straight from school or anything from like five years down in the industry, if their team needs support, we design a training program based upon their salon needs. So whether that looks like it, it needs to be three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, they want to do one day a week training or one day a month, it doesn't matter. It can be whatever the business needs. We design a program for them, a full curriculum, and then we send it to them and it walks them through our online university based upon the, the salon needs. And that also comes with full support from us and our team, uh, Zoom calls, FaceTimes, whatever they need, and then also teacher training for them as well. And then for the individual learner, we can do like mentorships and we do like subscription-based learning as well. So whichever area you are in, in the industry, we have three different kind of like areas and elements to, to that. So that's what we do, but we focus specifically on the technical and the support and the decision-making and confidence really. Long yeah. answer for, to a short no, question. It's just, do. I know it's, it's, it's more complicated than we're even able to talk about, like just on this, it offers so much, um, which is so exciting. And, and I love the way that, I know you said you all have been around for um, about eight years, but I do feel like, and maybe it's just, um, I don't know if it's different, um, in the UK, but I think here we're just more catching on to this. I mean, I think obviously through COVID and stuff, the, the yeah. industry was just kind of, I mean, and I still like wholeheartedly believe in the hands-on learning of this industry, but in that, like with that being said, we saw what happened when everything shut down and when we couldn't um, be in person anymore. So I do think that, you know, this, um, this education that you're offering and having it be online is, is, is now more than ever. I'm sure um, you're, you're having people understand the value of it, maybe more than when it started eight years ago and being like, yeah. oh yeah, we actually need this. You guys were just kind of a little ahead of your time on that. Yeah, definitely. And, and what traditionally what happens, let's say, for example, if it's our, our salon program, Usually and traditionally, the busiest person in the salon is the owner. They're the busiest and they're responsible for everything. They're responsible for, you know, if the, you know, the sink's leaking or somebody's phoned in sick and they're responsible to train the team. So usually you have this younger stylist coming in, they're ready to go. They got all of this information and confidence, but they just need a little bit more support. And then the, the salon owner maybe has never taught anybody before. They've got all of this knowledge and amazing ability, but they've never really had to teach somebody. So where do I start? What's the first haircut I teach? Where do I go from there? And so on. So what, what we do is we just take all the guesswork out of it and we give people a structure of this is the timeline. This is a start, middle and end, which is really important as well for a newer team member is to, to know, when, well, when am I going to finish this training? Yeah. Is, is it going to be a year when I'm going to start making money? Is it going to be two years? What's it going to be? So we keep them very motivated. And we just kind of put the structure in. It's like, we're going to start here, 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 and then we're done. And we've got really great strategies to make sure that when they're done, they're profitable. Because then another thing for a business owner is, well, if I'm going to take the time to train this person, what if they leave? What if they're not profitable? So there's so many areas that it's kind of just floating around. Mm -hmm. what we do is we just put it straight in boom this is how it's going to work this is the structure this is a timeline this is when you're going to be productive so the owner and the student is very clear on everything and we just kind of take care of it all for you uh which is which is pretty cool and, and 
having managed salons for years and my brother has owned salons for years, we've seen all of those issues and we've spoken mm-hmm. about it to business owners all over the world. So we decided to create a program that helps to bridge that gap for everybody with a clear timeline and um, we're not kind of like wondering, well, how's this going to work? So then sometimes we're like, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I think for the stylists, like you made a really good point, I think for them to come out of school. So they've been in this program, you know, here um, in Tennessee, it's 1500 hours. So they've known, okay, I've got to do this, this, this to get to my 1500 to take my set. Like, I really love the idea that you guys have set of like, they know what they're getting to. They know when this is going to be over. I think one of the things that they get so frustrated about is going into salon and being like, yeah, they said it was going to be six months. They still haven't taken me off, you know, and that's an issue just, I think across the board in the industry. But I think that like having that set schedule is fair. I think that that's not, I mean, I think that that's something that, you know, they should have. And if they're giving their time, I think it's just such a risk. I think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was just kind of like the norm in salons to kind of run that way. And you went through your associate program for however long, but people obviously took advantage of that. And so I think then it became a negative thing in the industry. And then I just, I really love that you're setting this for them to have a schedule because I think it's one thing that really scares people from going into, you know, high end commission salons, um, you know, at least in, in our area, I think that that's one of their biggest fears, which has now created a shift in the industry that we're watching happen right now, where there's now these micro salons that are, that are coming out because they don't want to do that big commission salon thing anymore. So I love what you're doing. And I think it's so awesome. I think, like I said, you're a little, I think ahead of your time. Um, I think now there's got to be so many people rushing to you to say, help, I need this, Um, which is a good place for you to be. (laughs) It it definitely isn't. And and we're finding more states are kind of now promoting the apprenticeship style program, which which Mm -hmm. is, which is, which is great. And again, we, we work with a lot of beauty schools. So um, there's an incredible amount of value. And that's kind of our, that's where, where we came from originally is a beauty school type background. But apprenticeships are definitely becoming more popular. And even if you look at um, for a business owner, bringing uh, assistants in, they could, they, because if your existing stylists are, are at capacity, the only way that they can make more money for themselves and for the, for the business is being freed up with time. And how they can get freed up with time is if they can hand over some work to a, a younger stylist, whether that's blow drying for them or, you know, shampooing for them, whatever that looks like. So it helps the business grow for the, for the top line people to get more time to do more productive things. And, and then this person can get fed different clients to support them and so on. So it's, it's a perfect wheel, really. And even if you're in a suite type situation, I would recommend for any sort of like suite situation, let's say if you're a suite owner and you own like the whole thing or, or you're, you're in a suite, I would recommend to have an assistant as well to, to help you out and to train mm-hmm. them. And the good thing, if, if you have suites and you've got 10 suites available and nine of them are full, if, if I employ assistance as a suite owner or if I own the whole thing and I can, I can provide this to all of my booth renters or suite renters, like, oh, we're going to provide an assistant for you so you guys can make more money. And then when they're ready, they can then fill in that gap and so on. So whatever area of the business, this training apprenticeship model kind of helps to fill gaps of empty seats, empty suites, empty booths, and then also help your top line people to become busy. So I think it's such a smart model in whichever way you you structure it. And it's a great way to give people graduating that little bit more support and experience before they go into to kind of running their own business or anything. Right. It truly bridges a gap, which is which is really cool. 
Yeah. Well, I really love that. I know this is a like putting you on the spot question, but over the eight years that you've been doing this, um, do you have like a favorite success story or was there a moment and it might've just been early on, it might've been a while ago, um, but that you were like, yeah, we have this idea and this is it working. And this is, is there ever a moment where you're like, we're doing the right thing here. This is what I want to do. That kind of stands out to you. Um, it's several things for sure. One, yeah. uh, we work with a friend of, of mine I've known for a long, long time. I met him when I first moved to the US, probably about 10, almost 11 years ago up in Canada. Great guy. And I remember when I first met him, he he had a dream of opening up a beauty school. He had an extremely successful salon over there, had a dream of opening up a beauty school or like a training academy. And I remember speaking, this is long before I even started the company. And he had this dream and, and he's like, is there anything out there that can help me kind of create this or to put structures in place. And I'm like, I don't I don't think it exists really because the company I was working for at the time didn't do that. And I remember when I started the company and he called me and he's like, well, what is it? And I'm like, it's what you wanted to do, the support, what kind of what you were asking me about. We created it. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, that's, <laughs> that's what we, we wanted to do. And then from there, we, we've helped. I mean, we've probably helped 15, 20 people help um, open a beauty school or open up a training academy and they kind of use our systems and our programs and and things like that so I think I had a, a dream of, of wanting to to create something like this and it's kind of helping other people achieve their, their goals and dreams I'm helping a, a, um, people open up a, a school out in Hawaii like a training academy right now so that's that's what I knew like I think we have something here and then my brother uh, when I first started it because when I started it my brother um he wasn't involved in the company originally. And I remember him calling me having issues with his apprentices. And I was like, well, that's what I do. And he was like, really? So even Why is this always team, that family has no idea? Like family is the last even understand. You're like, no, this is what I've been telling you about. Like working really hard on, like giving all my time and energy. He's like, hmm, interesting. Love exactly. that that's what you're doing. Exactly. And when I go home now and go in, into his, his shop, <laughs> Um, I always, whenever I go back, I always kind of do like a, a day of clients and, and kind of see people who are, who are new, oh, used to cut their hair 20 years ago, yeah. which is really, really nice. And um, like a few of the, the students who've been through our program now are like, he's fully most the busiest people in his shop. So that's, that's kind of the most amazing thing because truthfully, I remember when I first got into the industry and was learning, I found it very, very, very hard to learn. And, and it, doing people's hair was not a natural thing for me it was a it was a very very long process even to the point where I remember having conversations like this might not be the best fit for you because I, I just wasn't really good like with my hands doing people's hair I'd never done it before you went and from remember, working like only with your feet like yeah. literally you're like I'm going from feet to hands now like I can only <laughs> strange yeah. very strange <laughs> and it was it was very very hard and even I remember some of my educators getting quite frustrated with me because I'd ask questions and I'd want to be good but I just wasn't and it was a really really long process work like I said conversations of I don't know if this is going to be long term a really good thing for you um so I, I wanted to try in, in anywhere and I'm sure there's many amazing programs out there but what we want to do is we want to make sure that wherever you are in, in your career or, or whatever your skill set or ability level is, our education is very, very simple. It's very, very easy to learn. It's very um, kind of, um, it's not like military, like it's very loose and um, supportive mm -hmm. and it kind of lives and breathes with inside your business. If you have somebody that needs a little bit of extra time, that's fine. 
the program accounts for that. If you've got a rock star who's going to be amazing straight away and just wants to zoom through it, that's fine as well. So we kind of want to support anybody who, who, who wants to be wants to be good or great in the industry or even just kind of just wants to be confident. That's kind of who, who we want to work with. Yeah. Well, I love that. So if somebody's listening is like, yes, this is for me. I want more um, information. Where can they, um, where can they follow you? Where do you kind of direct them first to get this info? Yeah. Uh, so we have our website, which is just www.elevationh.com social media. Um, we try and be as, as, as active as possible. So my social media for Instagram specifically is just underscore Cole underscore Thompson. But if you just put, put in Cole Thompson, you'll see a very heavily black and white airbrush picture of me from when I was <laughs> when I was about 19. I was maybe 19 or 20. I'm not changing this picture. That's going to be a picture of me forever, so you'll find it. I'm going to be 95 using this picture. And, um, <laughs> and then our Instagram is just Elevation H. You can reach out. Um, any of those or even just shoot us an email at info at elevation h is good because that directs to our, our corporate office and and then we kind of filter from there um on our website it directs you pretty cleanly you can just hit if you're like an individual a salon or a school and then it kind of directs you to what type of information you, you would need which is which is really really cool we'd love to chat to you guys about what whoever's listening whatever you've got going on and wh- wherever you are in your in your career or your business i'm sure that we could fit with inside that somewhere Yeah. Well, I think that's really awesome. And like I said, I think just what you guys are doing is so cool. And I think it's only like, I know you've been around for eight years, but I think this is just the the beginning of something really huge. Um, And I think it's really going to change the way that people um, operate in their salon. So I'm so thankful for everything that you're doing for the industry. And I think it's, it's just so special. So I'm really excited to share that. So before you go, I have one question for you. So um, if you could give any advice to, you know, either you coming into the industry so young, what do you wish that you would have known or somebody that's, you know, like, Hey, I, I want to be a part of this. And I just kind of feel that pool to this industry. Um, what's a, what's a tip for them? What's something that you can, um, just kind of give them some advice. So a couple of things in, in terms of, of the advice, um, I wish somebody would have said to me, um, early in my career that it's, it's going to be okay. Right. I wish somebody would have just kind of like, it's going to be fine. You're going to be great. Um, because I wanted to, I wanted to be good. I wanted to be great, but I, I, you always self doubt, right? Always, and I would always look up to people who were amazing and have been in the industry 20, 30 years, and be like, well, why aren't I like that? So just know it's going to be okay, even if you graduate and you find yourself in a job that you're not in love with. There's so many areas and um, things in this industry that you can get involved in and find the right job for you. So I'd say stick with it, and it's always going to work out. It's always going to be okay. And then my second part to that would be never stop being curious and always ask. Keep asking questions and find people that you want to be like and stay as close to them as you possibly can and ask as much as you possibly can because they'll want to help and tell you things. So it's going to be okay and always be curious. Well, I love that. I think that that's so awesome. I really love your attitude, your energy. Like I'm, I'm so happy that we got to talk and I'm just super thankful, like I said, for everything that you're doing. And I'm excited to share your story with everyone. And um, like we said, we'll put the, the tags um, down below in the bio so that everyone can follow you. Thank you. And I want to say as well, thank you for you taking the time. And we love what you got going on and same your energy and also your home decor is just spectacular. So <laughs> thank you for letting me hang out. You're your, the your... first person that I've like recorded with like in her. I think we're going to do, I think we're going to do this more. You didn't like scare me away from the Zoom. Like, I don't know why. I know I, 
it was like a disaster. We're going to, we'll have to do a whole separate episode about the mess of me trying to figure out Zoom now. Um, but I feel like it's good. I want a more like less produced feel, more just like, this is us talking, this is us hanging out. <laughs> it, it's, it is very nice because I've got coffee, you've got coffee. We're just yeah. hanging out. Like, we're just on the couch, just chatting. So just I know. Chat it's very nice. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to find out this whole time I've been talking to your twin. I know, right? Imagine people think that, that all the time. He, you would know if you're talking to him. He's much more fun than I am. He's um, he's he's a bit of a live wire. So yeah, he, I've got to I've got to do this type of stuff because he, he's a bit he's a bit wild. So no, he's, he's does fine. everyone he's ask you since you are um since you like love soccer and stuff? Like, are you obsessed with Ted Lasso? Do you hate Ted Lasso? Does everyone talk to you? Does everyone in America talk to you about soccer now all of a sudden because of this show? a little bit and um, yeah I just think it's such a great show I, I wish more people were like Ted Lasso I think he's just amazing <laughs> so good yeah, yeah. people <laughs> ask me all, all the time and then also the World Cup's coming up as well and England and America have been drawn against each other so and I'm American now and I have a five-year-old he's American so oh. I've got to I've got to support England but if we lose it's 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 not too bad because you know you kind of so win I'm, either way. Will you yeah. go home for that or will you like watch it here? I'm I'm going to be here. I'm going to okay. be home for the holidays. Um, so I'll be in England um, around the around Christmas time, but I'll be here for the majority of the World Cup. So okay. yeah, if America wins, I'm sure I'm going to be hearing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you again so much for talking with us and um, we'll hopefully talk again soon. Definitely. Thank you for your time. Right. I appreciate you. All right. Awesome. Take Thanks, it. Cole. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.